Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the All Things New podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in for another episode. I hope that y'all have been having a great week so far. Um, My apologies for the inconsistencies. Um, I also am really bad at sharing the podcast on social media, so my bad. But I'm still here. We're back. We're here. Everything's good. So I appreciate y'all for tuning in for another episode. And as you can see, today's topic is that God's best is always worth the wait. I think that a lot of times in our lives, in many aspects, we can plan things out, which is good. It's not good to just wander aimlessly in your life, but sometimes you can um, plan so, so much and we can micro, you know, attempt to micromanage everything. And it's like, if something goes wrong, if we get derailed, it's like, whoa, like chaos is about to happen. It's like, you know, what's going on? This is not supposed to happen, blah, 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 blah. And it just goes down a slippery slope of, you know, chaos. So we oftentimes are so caught up in our own plans that we neglect the fact that God's plan for us is the absolute best. But the thing about God's plan is that it is not quick. It's not a get rich quick thing. It's not, you know, a a little marketing scheme or it's not a microwavable dinner, right? It's not something that always happens very quickly. Oftentimes they do not because there is a process that needs to happen in order for these things to be fulfilled in the best way. And God is so wise and so strategic and everything that happens in your life, even if it seems insignificant, every you know decision you make ultimately will lead up to things being fulfilled in your life. They'll be a part of this journey that you are going through. And so today I have a lot of scriptures, but I also have a couple of characters in the Bible to mention. Um, And these are people who had to wait for something, but they waited for the Lord's plan. And that didn't mean there weren't issues along the way, but ultimately they had their eyes set on God and they knew in their heads, like God's plan for me is the absolute best and I'm a human and I mess up, I'm going to move on. <laughs> but God's plan is the best for me and I trust in his plan and I'm going to wait for his plan to be fulfilled in my life. So the first scripture I like to read is Proverbs chapter 3, verse 6, and it says, Seek his will in all you do and he will show you which path to take. It can get so chaotic in our lives. I know I use the word chaos a lot, but you know, it's fine because it's very applicable to many things in our lives. But, you know, we all have so many decisions that we have to make, whether that is what school you're going to go to, what major are you going to choose, what job interviews you're going to go to, what type of car are you going to buy? You know, all these decisions, who you're going to marry, who you're going to date, literally we make decisions constantly. And so we always are, are confronted with all these different paths to take. We're confronted with these different ways we can go and it can be overwhelming. It's like a, a delta. Like if you think of like the Nile Delta, for example, it's like the Nile River, then it splits off and it's like, okay, this is splitting off into like 50 different ways. Which one should I take? And sometimes it's very difficult, but the Bible advises us that if we seek the will of God, if we seek his face, that he will show us which path to take 
And that honestly takes so much pressure off of us because we don't have to worry about messing everything up. Because if we submit our wills to the Lord, if we if we follow him, if we seek his face, if we pursue righteousness, he will show us the path to take. He will show us the right way to go. The next passage I'd like to read comes from Matthew chapter 6, and this is a very often read and quoted passage with reason because it's amazing. It's very encouraging, um, but I'm going to start with, let's see, verse number 25, Matthew six twenty-five. This is the NLT. It says, that is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life, whether you have enough food and drink or enough clothes to wear, isn't life more than food and your body more than clothing? Look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns for your heavenly father feeds them. And aren't you far more valuable to him than they are? Can all your worries add a single moment to your life? The answer is no. Rhetorical question. And why worry about your clothing? Look at the lilies of the field and how they grow. They don't work or make their clothing. Yet Solomon in all his glory was not dressed as beautifully as they are. And if God cares so wonderfully for wildflowers that are here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow, he will certainly care for you. Why do you have so little faith? So don't worry about these things, saying, what will we eat? What will we drink? What will we wear? These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers, but your heavenly Father already knows your needs. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously, and he will give you everything you need. So don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. I really love the title of um, one of the versions of this um, is The Cure for Anxiety, and I love that because I think a lot of us deal with so much anxiety these days just with everything, you know, worries of life, social media, all this kind of stuff, just, you know, contributing to the high, you know, levels of anxiety that we have. But this is such an encouraging passage because it's telling us that, yes, there are worries of life, but your father in heaven knows everything you need. He even knows the things that you need that you don't know you need. And so by trusting in him, by following him, by seeking righteousness, by seeking his kingdom, all of these things will be provided to you. The next scripture that I like to read comes from 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 25, and it says, This foolish plan of God is wiser than the wisest of human plans, and God's weakness is stronger than the greatest of human strength. I love this so much, and I want to highlight this particular scripture, 1 Corinthians one twenty-five. Because it's like the foolish plans of God are far wiser than the wisest plans of man. So if, if God's foolishness is more far more wise than our greatest knowledge, our greatest wisdom, how much more like is his plan for your life going to be so good? If, imagine this. If his foolish, like he's not even going to give you the foolish plan because he's good. He's going to give you the best of the best. And that far exceeds anything you could ever plan for yourself. It says, I can't remember where, but it says God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we could ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. And so he is able to do things that we can't even imagine. And his plan for your life is so much greater than the wildest dreams that you could ever conjure up for yourself. The next scripture I'd like to read comes from 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9. And it says, that is what the scriptures mean when they say, no eye has seen, 
No ear has heard and no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. You can't even fathom what God has for you. Like you, you can't even imagine in your greatest imagination and your greatest level of enlightenment. You can't even come to understand how good God's plans are for your life. And the next scripture I'm reading is very popular, um, very often quoted as well, but it's Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11. And it says, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster to give you a future and a hope. God's plans are so good for you. They're so, so good. They're better than any other plan you could ever think for yourself. They're better than any plan someone else can make for you. They're just the best of the best. The premium, the, the, the liquid gold is, is, is what God's plan is for your life. And it is always worth the wait because his plans are good. His plans are to prosper you, not to harm you. And a lot of our plans, they may seem to prosper us, but they will harm us because we ultimately don't know what's best for us at the end of the day, as well as God does. God absolutely knows everything that's best for you. But we also don't see the big picture like God does. And God sees every single detail. He sees the bird's eye view and we just have this little magnifying glass. So by trusting in the Lord and by submitting to his will, you are accepting the best for your life. The next passage I'm reading comes from Psalms chapter 23, verse 3. Um, this comes from Psalm chapter 23, which is a very popular psalm. It's really incredible and powerful. If you haven't read it all the way through, I highly, highly encourage you to do so. But it reads, He restores my soul. He guides me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. I love this so, so much because... It makes you think, and again, I'm going to make this point later, but it makes you think like sometimes if we make our own plans and we go with our plans, sometimes it kind of brings destruction and it chips things away from us. But this is saying that he restores my soul. He restores you. He restores to better than before. And he guides, he guides you in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake, for his glory. And so even if you've messed up, if you've made mistakes, if you've chosen your own path and it didn't go so well or if it destroyed part of you, chipped away part of your heart, God will restore your soul and he will lead you in the paths of righteousness. The next scripture is Psalms 25 verses 4 through 5 and they say, make me know your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Lead me in your truth and teach me for you are the God of my salvation. For you I wait all the day. This is such a beautiful, wonderful prayer to pray. pray. Like, Lord, help me to understand. Help me know your ways. Teach me your ways. Teach me your paths. Lead me in your truth. Psalms is full of so many wonderful, beautiful prayers to pray. And this is one of them. It's like such a beautiful prayer. It's like, Lord, okay, I'm going to put my will aside. I'm going to forget about that. But teach me yours. Teach me your ways. Teach me your will. And the next scripture is one of my absolute favorites. It's Psalms chapter 27, verse 14, which says, Wait on the Lord, be strong, and let your heart take courage. Yes, wait for the Lord. I love that entire chapter of Psalms, chapter 27. It's like, essentially, the psalmist is talking about how their enemy is surrounding them. But the Lord is, is strong. The Lord of, of their salvation is going to protect them, is going to stay with them. He's a light in their salvation. Whom shall I fear? Whom shall I be afraid if the Lord is my light and my salvation? 
The next I'd like to read is Psalms chapter 119 verses 105, which is another popular one too, but it's really powerful. It says, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. I love this so much because it's also highlighting the importance of the word of God. Because sometimes we can just like, you know, praying and, and the word of the Lord are, are, are like kind of hand in hand. You can't just neglect one, you know, without the other. And it's like, you could if you wanted, but it's not going to be nearly as good. It's like, a, it's a pair that is so beautiful together, but it's like, you know, like your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. By, by studying and knowing the word of God, the Lord is leading you. He's guiding you, he's giving you direction and wisdom. So it's so important to stay in the word, to hide the word in your heart and to let, let the word of God, let his word saturate your heart and saturate your will. The next one I'd like to read is Proverbs chapter two, verses six through eight, which says, for the Lord grants wisdom from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. He grants a treasure of common sense to the honest. He is a shield to those who walk in integrity. He guards the paths of the just and protects those who are faithful to him. I'm so grateful that God is our protector, that he's protecting us from so much. He protects us from things you don't even know we need protection from. And even in my own life, I've seen like in the past, like things that I thought I needed or wanted that the Lord protected me from. And I'm so grateful for that. And this passage is just reminding us like he is protecting you. He's a shield to those who walk with integrity. He guards the paths of the just and protects those who are faithful to him. Another important point I'd like to make, it's like a sub point of this scripture. And as I just mentioned, yeah, we need protection. Like I needed protection in those times. We need protection from external dangers, but sometimes we need protection from ourselves, from the internal dangers that could come from our own will, from our own plans that we think are so great. We need protection from what we need, like what we what we deem to be the best and protection from ourselves. But God in his faithfulness will protect us from our own recklessness and our own self-righteousness and he'll protect us from our own will and our own path. And I'm so, so grateful for the protection of God over my life. The next passage I'd like to read comes from Proverbs chapter 16, verses 1 through 3, and they say, we can make our own plans, but the Lord gives the right answer. People may be pure in their own eyes, but the Lord examines their motives. Commit your actions to the Lord and your plans will succeed. Love this so much. We make our own plans that the Lord gives the right answer. Ultimately, God has the right answer. He's got, he's got the answer. He's got the right thing. And he has the most perfect plan. And, you know, we can be pure in our own eyes. Once again, it's like that self-righteousness that we so easily can fall into. But the Lord examines the heart. He sees the heart. He examines the motives. Man looks at the outward appearance, but God looks at the heart. And so he sees the heart position that you have. And the next um, passage, well, before I read that, the last part of that, what I just read says, commit your actions to the Lord and your plans to succeed. So it's again, the same concept of yielding, committing your way to the Lord, and you will succeed because you are working with the Lord because the Lord is on your side because he's leading you and he's guiding you in your life. The next one I'd like to read is Proverbs chapter 19, verses 20, verse 21. And it says, many plans are in a man's heart, but the counsel of the Lord will stand. Love this so much. I mentioned earlier how we have so many different paths that we could take. 
And, you know, in our hearts, it's like, oh, I want to do this and do this and do this by this age, do that by that age, et cetera, et cetera. But ultimately the counsel of the Lord will stand. I love that so much. And I'm so grateful for his counsel. One of the last passages I'd like to read is Isaiah chapter 40, verse 31. And it says, yet those who wait for the Lord will gain new strength. They will mount up with wings like eagles. They will run and not get tired. They will walk and not become weary. Very popular, but so, so encouraging just knowing that those who wait on the Lord will gain new strength. I've talked about in this podcast previously how hard waiting is. It is so difficult. and There are seasons when it is just so, so hard. But if you wait on the Lord, you will gain new strength. The final passage I'd like to read is Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 11. And it says, He has made everything appropriate, another translation says beautiful, in its time. He has also set eternity in their heart, yet so that man will not find out the work which God has done from the beginning even to the end. It's such a wonderful, beautiful truth, especially to remind ourselves in times when we are waiting for the Lord and we're seeking wisdom for the right path to take that God has made everything perfect in his own timing. Before I close out today's episode, I'd like to mention just a couple of individuals in the Bible who had to wait on the Lord um, and waited on his timing for his will and his plan for their lives. But of course, you know, nothing's perfect and they all have their own hardships in their lives. But the first person I'd like to mention is Ruth. If you go through the book of Ruth, you read that she becomes a widow. She's like a young married woman. She becomes a widow. Her mother-in-law also becomes a widow. And it's just she has no children. And it's just this very, very sad, very tragic situation. And she ends up deciding to stay with her mother-in-law, Naomi. And she chooses to become a Jew. She chooses to follow the God of the Hebrews. And she follows Naomi where she goes. And ultimately, Ruth trusts in the Lord. And she walks with him and she's, she pursues righteousness. And because of that, she was blessed and she ended up becoming an ancestor of Jesus Christ, which is absolutely incredible. But even though she faced tragedy in her life, that did not stop her from seeking the will of God. So if you have faced a tragedy in your life or something difficult, that does not mean that God's will cannot be fulfilled in your life. The next individual I'd like to mention is Abraham. Um, He's a very, one of the most popular characters in the Bible, but he was a father of many nations and he ended up becoming one of the pinnacle patriarchs of the history of the Bible, of the history of the Hebrew people. And he was old and barren. He didn't have a child until he was, I believe, a hundred, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and his identity before he had a child was in his shortcomings. It was in the fact that he and his wife were old and they couldn't have kids. And, you know, like people made fun of him after the Lord told him his promise. And he was just not, it, the promise wasn't there yet. And it didn't seem tangible at that moment. But he continued to trust in the Lord, even though he made a mistake by um, impregnating Hagar, which was his servant. That still did not stop. The plan of the Lord from being fulfilled. So even though he made a mistake, the will of God still was fulfilled in his life because he chose to trust in the Lord regardless of the mistake that he made. And so if you've made a mistake in your life, it's the same thing here. God's not going to stop using you or his plan's not going to be canceled just because you make a mistake because he's so loving and so forgiving and he will 
give you a second chance and he will you know his will for your life his plan will be fulfilled if you just submit and trust in him and if you turn back turn back to the lord and the last person i'd like to mention is david who is once again another very very famous and popular character of the bible but david was anointed as king very young but he was a shepherd and he did not become king right right as he was anointed by samuel by the prophet it was a long time before he became king but also in that time there was experiences that he had things that he did that contributed to his character and contributed to him becoming the great king that he was and so even though he was destined for something he didn't see it yet he hadn't seen the fulfillment of his destiny but he stayed faithful in the little things he stayed faithful being a shepherd he stayed faithful by protecting his sheep he stayed faithful in the little things and the Lord ultimately still fulfilled his will for his life, for the life of David. But David still had to be submissive to the plan of the Lord. He had to pursue righteousness and he had to be faithful in the little things. And so, you know, there are so many other examples of characters in the Bible who went through hardships and, you know, God did amazing things in their lives. But regardless, I love how the Bible is just a conglomerate of stories of these imperfect people being used by a perfect God, being vessels by the perfect God. And even though they make mistakes, he still uses them and they had to wait for a long time, but they didn't regret that waiting because when the Lord promises something, it will be fulfilled even if it's a year from the time it was promised, 10 years, 50 years, whatever that may be, the Lord of the Lord will not return to him void. And God's plan for your life are the best and ultimately will give him glory. But you will never regret trusting in the plan of the Lord because what he has for you, once again, is so much greater than your wildest dreams, so much greater than the things that you could not even imagine in your head. And so I encourage you that if you're waiting for something or if you're just not sure what path to take, trust in the Lord. And I know that's so like cliche and everyone says it all the time, but we're encouraged that in the Bible, the Lord will, will guide you. He will give you wisdom. He will show you the right path to take and he will be with you every step of the way. And he will guide you, give you wisdom, give you direction and give you comfort and give you counsel. So I hope that today's episode was encouraging to you in some way. Um, if you know someone who could really use this message, I'd appreciate you sharing it to them. Obviously, like not for my good, but like to encourage them because, you know, a lot of people need to hear this. I need to hear this. I'm like talking to myself. So um, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in for another episode. If you haven't gotten a chance to rate or review the podcast, I would really appreciate if you did so. That would mean so very much to me. But that is all for today. I love you guys so much. Thank you for tuning in for another episode. And I will talk to y'all next Tuesday. Ciao.